Hello, and welcome to Tech in Maine Presents. Thank you for joining another episode of Tech in Maine Presents, where we bring you the best insights from today's leaders and experts in technology. Today, we will be speaking with David Allen, the Chief Information Security for the State of Georgia. David leads the Georgia Technology Authority's Office of Information Security, which unifies information security responsibilities for the state's IT enterprise, the Georgia Enterprise Technology Services Program, and the Georgia Technology Authority. David, say hello to the Tech in May Presents audience. Hello, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here today. Well, David, again, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be with us. I'm excited for the time that we'll have to share over the next few minutes. And so why don't we jump right into having you share your background with our audience? Sure. Well, I have a, I have a very varied background. I started out uh, after college. I grew up in Georgia, the metro, went to North Georgia College and commissioned out of there in the regular army. So I spent time as a Signal Corps officer. And then I uh, came back to Georgia. I've worked in various different types of software development, IT, project management roles over the years. I've worked for Accenture. I've worked for Bell South Telecommunications. Most recently, for the past 10 years prior to this position, I worked full-time for the Georgia Army National Guard. And my last role there was as their chief information officer and the chief of cybersecurity. And now, obviously, I'm with I'm the CISO for the state, and I've been in this role since April. And, you know, very, very excited about the opportunities and, and challenges that we're dealing with um, as a whole. Well, that's great. And, David, on behalf of all of the folks that reside here in the great state of Georgia, thank you for your service and for what you're doing there now as the CISO for the state of Georgia. Thank you. I appreciate that, uh, the honor is all mine. Well, all right. So, David, can you share with us what has you most excited about your work there at the state of Georgia? Yes, well, I, I had some, I was involved with uh, the Georgia Technology Authority in my prior role. So, I, I was involved in some of the cybersecurity work groups that was associated with the previous cyber board. So, I did have some insight to the agency and some of the work they did around cybersecurity, did not have a full appreciation of, of it and all the challenges, of course, till I actually got in into the CISO role. But that view was very different from the view once I got here, because that you know, I got here around the same time that a lot of the, the ransomware was hitting in the news. So that was obviously an immediate concern that that kind of changed the transition plan, as it were. But as a whole, I'm very excited to address some of the challenges we have in our state. You know, the way it's set up in the executive branches is a very federated environment. So there is a significant amount of relationship building that, that goes into establishing best practices in that type of environment. And I'm, I'm very much the type of person that likes to work with people likes to build bridges, likes to, you know, share in our, share in our success together. And there's tons of opportunities like, like that in the state of Georgia. And, and by and large, I'm very encouraged at the, at the way we're able to work together to solve common problems. Great. And David, that's actually a very nice segue into um, this next question, which is, what is the most common cybersecurity issue facing our great state? 
there's always a lot of issues when it comes to cybersecurity, no matter what type of organization you talk to. But, you know, in my position as the CISO, I definitely try to stay strategically focused and what are the actions we do today that's going to be a put us in a better position tomorrow. And I would say the, the number one aspect of that is probably cyber talent in our IT organizations. That space is very competitive right now. Uh, there is zero unemployment amongst uh, cyber professionals by and large. So when you, when you take that and you take some of the compensation that's being offered in the private sector, it, it doesn't take high-level math to see very soon that it, it's going to be hard for government entities, be they local, state, or federal, to really retain cyber talent. So that would be the biggest challenge for the state going forward is you know, how do we identify recruit, train, and retain talent in the long term? And are the approaches we're using now for recruitment suitable for this specialized skill set that's becoming more and more important? The short answer to that would be no. So we're really having to take a look at how we do that, what processes support the hiring of cyber talent, and you know, are we looking in the right places and are we setting ourselves up to identify people from different cyber programs that can fill some of these critical vacancies? David, given that you've identified cyber talent as an issue that is facing our state when it comes to um, being able to fill the roles and um, fill the seats, so to speak, on the bus, what is one strategy that you can implement or that you have implemented to overcome that lack of cyber talent? Well, the first thing when we took a look at it on, you know, where are these positions within the different state agencies, there was really no one place to go to to say what positions are actually related to cyber because there was no specific job family just for cyber skills. So, I mean, there's, there's plenty of IT positions and most of them were nested underneath that type of structure. But when you start talking about things like how do we have a concerted effort in recruitment, you have to know where your vacancies are across, across the enterprise. So that's really the first step we took is we need to create those specific cyber job families and the job descriptions to go along with them so agencies can use those to uh, recruit their positions. And also for those HR professionals that, that go to job fairs and things like that, that they have a way to provide that information to, you know, the people coming to those types of events on, you know, what is available in the state of Georgia, who's looking for my type of skill sets, whereas before that would have been a hard thing to get to. And the second side of that is, you know, directly related to those job descriptions. A lot of things in the state are written a certain way that I think would exclude some of the people coming out of certain types of training programs. So, for example, you know, you have a lot of high schools that are having technical tracks now. Some of them include some specific cyber skills. You have the technical college system that is now a number of schools have cyber programs. They either result in a certificate or a two-year degree versus a four-year degree. All that represents people that could fill some of those critical vacancies. And we definitely, you know, I'm a fan of getting people early in their career, bringing them in, uh, getting them trained and working it that way from a recruit, train and retain standpoint. And it's a strategy I think is going to work long term. But we definitely got to change some of the some of the way we write these descriptions and how we vet candidates and, and who we bring into the system. Because there really is a lot of talent out there that may just have a certificate or 
have a two-year degree versus a four-year degree. Thank you for sharing that answer and for your leadership there in looking to um, make sure that we are strategic in the way that we're um, going about filling in some of these empty seats on the bus. I love the fact that you're taking the approach of, you know what, we want to bring people in early. And um, I think that will make a significant difference because honestly, I think we know of STEM and there's obviously been a, a huge push over the last few years in the area of STEM, but I don't think we've drilled down to cybersecurity the opportunities that are available in that specific field. So again, thank you for the leadership that you're showing um, at the state level when it comes to those types of opportunities. Well, thank you. It's uh, definitely something I'm excited about and we're, we're at the very beginning of it. But uh, again, I think it, that can play huge benefits to tap into, you know, what some would call non-traditional students or, or what have you, because there's, there's a huge demand that we can't even begin to fill and there's lots of people looking for opportunities for higher salaries and jobs and you give them a little bit of training and give them an opportunity. And, and I think you'll find people that stay because you took time to invest in them and give them a chance. David, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think with respect to, you know, the difference in compensation, I think if people realize that there is a path through the state government where they have programs, they have resources, they have people that care and will help you along. I think you will get those that will bond with you and that are committed and will stay in those positions because you simply have shown that you care. So I think that's a great approach. Totally agree. Thank you. So David, let's find out from you as it relates to the private sector. What can the private sector do to help our state government when it comes to issues of security and data privacy? Well, I'll just keep it kind of in the same vein of talent. I mean, no, no matter no matter what we do and, and what kind of talents we bring in, especially if we're taking an approach where some of these skill sets are going to have a little bit longer lead times because you're training, you're not going to hit all your gaps just through the recruitment process. So, so in some cases, really partnering and identifying what are those capability gaps that are needed now and how can I fill them in a sustainable way, especially as we know the spikes and, and ebbs the way that, that budgeting goes in state government a lot of times. So that conversation almost always quickly gravitates to what is sustainable and what are those things I need to outsource versus manage myself based on the number of personnel I have. So when you start thinking of things of you know, moving my most critical applications to the cloud and how do I do that, how do I secure it? All those things, I think right now in terms of our own state and our agencies and what we're looking at, that that's really on the top of the list because, you know, just moving into the cloud doesn't equal security. And there's a lot of different ways you can slice that and manage it. But you're definitely looking at a lot of hybrid approaches to it because people are realizing that can't manage all this on-prem infrastructure and they're having to prioritize and make decisions on what they'll continue to manage internally and what, what things they need to outsource or move into the cloud. So I think having those conversations and, you know, especially when we start talking about things like ransomware, first question is, you know, have you identified your most critical aspects and do you have the capability to secure it and manage it? And if the answer is no, then, you know, those are your candidates to engage with private partners to, to make you more secure in the long term. 
David, thank you for that answer. And so at this point, why don't we pivot into some questions that are specific to David? And we'll start with, what is your favorite musician or band? My favorite band of all time has always been uh, U2. I started uh, listening to them at a very early age, introduced to a friend, and that's just uh, you know, a band I've always loved and just spoken to me and, you know, I have, still have a lot of nostalgia for, so it's been my number one answer. It still is. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a, uh, that's a good answer, David. And tell us your favorite sports team. Well, like I mentioned, I, I grew up in the Atlanta metro area, so I'm all about the, our Atlanta professional teams, be it the Falcons, Braves. Uh, I'm a huge Atlanta United fan. I don't have the hype for basketball, but I'll definitely catch the Hawks when I can. If they got an exciting uh, young team with a good future ahead of them. So uh, family will tell you. My current position, I, I maybe not have – I don't have time to be as much of a fanatic as I used to be, but I still am very much into sports, and and that's that's one of my major outlets is just uh, getting to watch a good game. Great. And, David, how about a favorite vacation spot? Our family uh, regularly goes to uh, Destin, actually. I would say out of all the places we've been, uh, that's the one place we continually uh, gravitate back towards. Just uh, you, I don't think you'll find, uh, find better beaches than – and you have right there in Destin on our back door. So that's, uh, we've had a lot of great times down there. And, uh, you know, that's, it's always a question when, when we're going to go back and just, uh, basically do mo- do nothing and lay on the beach is our, is our MO. Well, that sounds like a great vacation. And so David, before we go, what's one person that you're following that you find to be innovative? Well, this is a this is a tough one because you know I, I have a hard time seeing any one person that's innovative. You know, I'm connected with the National Association the CIOs and, and that group and the different blogs, and I just think there's a there's really a lot of talent sitting in the states in the in the same position that I sit in for the state of Georgia, and a lot of us bring different things to the table. Those come from different sectors of business. Albeit, you know, always some type of cyber connection, but I learn a lot just from seeing the approaches that other states are are taking. You know, there are a lot of similar similar threads and things that occur, but there's also a lot of really just different viewpoints and different ways to attack the same problem. And it's not easy to pick up a solution and plop it down in your state for an answer, but it really does start some of those discussions and get you thinking in different ways. And I'm always a huge fan of, let's look at things from a different angle. How can we use uh, tools and techniques that have been used somewhere else and apply it to what we're doing um, and just really take a look at our problems from multiple directions and bring in different viewpoints and see how we may may get after them. Because, you know, I, I do not believe that all good ideas flow from the top or myself. I'm really interested in engaging with people at a lot of different levels and how how they do things. And um, that's all the reading I do is is across the board. You know, I just don't stay in in one silo with the type of industry news I read. So I'm always on the lookout for a good idea. And uh, especially among my peers in the state, there's a lot of great discussion and and I think uh, innovation for the future that's that's turning right now. Great. Well, I think that is an amazing answer and. David, as our time has come to an end, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you? 
Uh, well, I do have a I do have a LinkedIn presence, uh, and I'm also uh, I'm also on Twitter. Actually, I get on there every once in a while to share some good cyber news. There's some good threads and a Twitter feed out of the Georgia Cyber Center as well. One of our great partners and and our innovation center and incubator for the state is getting developed down there. I guess that's definitely becoming a a hotbed in the state for all things cybersecurity. So continue to be excited about some of those partnerships. But I'll say those are the two chief ways. If uh, you're an agency that that requires some type of assistance, be it a local, state, city government, um, there's a number of ways to contact us through the Georgia Emergency Management Agency and some things like that that are easily found on the web. So we work for more than just the state agencies. The governor is definitely interested in a whole government approach, and we try to abide by that. And we've been successful in helping governments at, at the local level and the state as well. Well, great. David, thank you so much for your time. It's been an honor to get to know you a little better. Again, thank you for what you are doing um, in service to our state. Thank you also again for the service that you offered to our country and to our listening audience. Thank you as always for listening and be sure to tune in next time when we'll have another technology expert share their insights. Goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to Tech and Main Presents. Be sure to check back regularly for the next episode and tell your friends. Thank you.